Hello, everyone. Jane A here from Your Weight Loss. Today, we're talking about what is a calorie deficit. Oof, do you think this one's going to be popular? Do you think that we are going to be able to get this out in like 20-ish minutes? Yeah, we are because we're going to stay focused on calories in, calories out. Okay. We're going to explain it properly. I am the prize. I am the prize. I know. And um, we haven't done a podcast in a while. Like we haven't like taped one in a while. So I'm excited. We haven't because we break to do our calorie deficit boot camp and it was such a success and we had so much amazing feedback from people saying that we helped uh eliminate the noise in their head when it comes to what they should choose to lose weight and so we were like let's do a podcast so basically guys what you can expect is you can expect we're gonna do four podcasts leash because i do think the first four days were amazing um so we're gonna we're gonna basically uh cut I guess our, our, I mean, our boot camp was like an hour long every time we were live. And it just that, that interaction between the two of us with each topic was just epic. And we enjoyed our boot camp so much. And so many people enjoyed it so much. So we're, I guess, creating the boot camp via podcast, but in a shorter version. Um, so you, this is part one of four, everyone. So let's do this. Let's do it. What is a calorie deficit? Okay. A calorie deficit is the only way that you are going to lose body fat. It is how every single diet works. It is simply energy in versus energy out. And so what's important here is that you know that, you know, calorie deficit is not a diet in itself. Like some people are like, I'm on a calorie deficit, but I'm not losing weight. I'm like, oh, you don't understand it's not like I am on keto or I am on Weight Watchers or I am on whatever and I'm not losing weight. Calorie deficit is how your body loses weight. So in order for you to be to lose weight, you need to be in a deficit. So so basically, understanding that piece can really unconfuse you from the get go, right? I'm wondering if unconfused is a word. Ah, uh, uh, just wondering. Yeah. I, I feel it sounds really good to my French ears. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. Um, if you, uh, what you need to know is that when you're functioning, whether you're doing your laundry, whether you're laying in bed and your organs are functioning, you are requiring energy to do that. And energy is basically calories. So there's calorie energy coming out. And then with food and drink, you put energy in. And in order to lose weight, on average, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So you need to have less coming in than is going out. So for every human being out there, in order for you to lose fat, you need to be burning more energy than the energy that you are consuming. Um, that is how every human being loses fat. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how do we burn energy? So how does energy go out and how does energy get in? And then we're going to talk about some fun um, situations that people are in that say, but what if I'm premenopausal? But what if I have hormonal imbalances? But what if? Um, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Okay, so calories out. So calories out. There are four different ways that you can get calories out. So the first one is your BMR. So your basal metabolic rate. So that is just base. If you laid in bed all day and didn't eat any food, didn't move your body, that actually makes up almost 70% of your total calories burned. 
So think about this. 70% of the calories that you burn in the run of a day, that your energy, energy, like that your body needs, okay? Your body, it, it burns energy just by being you. And 70% of that is I guess, uncontrollable on your end because it's about like basically all of your baggage, how old you are, if you're female versus male, um, it, your body composition, um, just everything, like 70%, you don't control how much energy you burn just being you. If you're smaller versus uh, bigger, if you weigh more, you burn more just being you. It, re it requires more energy for you to function than someone that is smaller. If you're shorter, taller, you see where I'm getting at now? Yeah. And I mean, body composition, you do have some impact over, but it's, it's very, and that's only a small piece. So basically what we need you to know from this is that most of your calories actually come out without you doing anything, which is pretty good news, actually. It's fantastic news. <laughs> and we've been putting that message out there for a little while of like, you know, you burn calories just by like living, right? That you don't need to join the gym to burn, like to burn the calories you consumed, because that is the part that confuses people, Leash, is that when we say calories out versus calories in, they think if I consume 1500, I have to burn 1500 calories at the gym. I'm like, what? oh, manche. no, oh, and, and that's important for us that you guys realize that you do not have to exercise to lose fat. You need to create a calorie deficit. Now, obviously we value exercise. We think it's amazing. We both exercise because it feels good. However, it's important that when you start this journey, you are not so overwhelmed by the mountain of, okay, I, I can't eat this. I can't eat that, this rule and that rule and must go to the gym for an hour and all of those things. So we're just trying to clear the noise. And the first piece of noise we're clearing from you is that you do not have to kill yourself at the gym in order to create a calorie deficit. Absolutely not. Okay, okay. Next thing is the NEAT. So that's the non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So okay. Proud. So proud. Um, so guys, that, um, that's about 15% of the energy that you burn on a day, um, in a day, but that's just you and your lifestyle. Let me explain. So I am a mom, a young mom with young children. So my lifestyle at this moment is going to be different than in 10 years, but I'm still Josie, but just who I am and the needs of my environment and what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, um, is how I burn calories in a room a day. If I was a construction worker, my need would be higher. I work on a computer, but I am a mom. So I also like, don't just sit and read a book you know? So like there's, <laughs> there's that difference in my lifestyle, but your lifestyle, um, however you live your life. And that would be like your, your work. Absolutely. Um, and so if you know how they like try to get people to stand up at their desk or to get more steps in, that's your neat. That's not exercise. That's your neat. And this is something that's undervalued when it comes yes. to weight loss. Like there was a study done and different people, depending on how much they move to the run of a day, their NEAT could vary from 500 to 2000 calories a day. That's so, insane. Yes. And often, you know, when we are not motivated, maybe we're, we're spending a lot of time on the couch, like all of that stuff actually makes a difference, but you don't have to go to the gym. Just get up do some chores, do some laundry, park the car further away, all those like cheesy things that um, we've been told that maybe we didn't quite feel like was enough to make a difference. 
it can, your neat up could make a difference of 300, 400 calories a day times that by seven. That is significant. It adds up. Yes. And I think that sometimes we just compare, we always compare how, you know, when we compare with someone else, how they're eating, first of all, you're not spending 24 seven with another person. We sometimes do that. Like, Oh, I see what they eat at lunch. Yes. But you don't see what they eat at breakfast or supper, whatever. We always compare that piece, but someone's neat can be so significantly different. And that is why they're their bodies are reacting differently. And also at the same time, their BMR is different. So all of that add up, adds up to, yeah, that person can probably eat more than you and not gain any weight because they're, they work on construction and roofs all day. You know, like we see these, like the men, we always say, oh, it's not because they have a penis that they can eat whenever. It's because most of them do have jobs. Like if you looked at it, they have jobs where their neat is very busy. Like I think of my dad, like my dad's on the go. His neat must be so high. And yes, that's why he sits and eats a big plate of spaghetti at supper and he's not overweight, but he did not spend his afternoon uh, eating a snack, two, four, two or four snacks. He spent his afternoon really working and burning calories. He didn't do any exercise today, but his neat was really high while yours was sitting and watching TV, maybe, you know, so that, that is an amazing example. And I, this is a message I would love to, to get out there a little bit. And if you're someone, you know what, if you're someone, I would love for mo- a lot of people to be able to track their steps, like tracking your steps on a fitness tracker Fitbit, the older models, you can get quite inexpensively guys strap that bad boy on, see <laughs> how many steps you get in the run of a day and set a goal to do a thousand more than you did the week before. And just don't focus on exercise. Just focus on moving your body. You'll find yourself finding reasons to walk to the mailbox, to take your dog for a little bit of a a five minute longer walk. Like you'll find yourself doing those things and they will add up. Absolutely. And just think about like, even just since now that you're aware, everyone, you're aware that neat is a thing like that burns calories, just like standing up, standing up, huge difference guys. Um, but you'll see like, Oh man, like that's why in the summer I can indulge a little bit and not, you know, maybe not gain any weight in the summer, not lose, but you're not moving. It's you're not moving on the scale. I mean, it's because you're creating a way higher neat. And once I knew this, once I was aware of this, I made such an effort last year for my need to be high. Um, you know, we were at the beach. I would stand up. I would just be up, not sit on the, the beach chair. Like I would just be like, I want to, because I know I'm going to eat ice cream later and anything can help me right now. And sitting just, you're just there, you know, you're just anyway, there and you're just there. Um, anyways, it just like made me, um, be more aware of, of and- that part of my life. And it's not you're sitting or you're exercising. There is an in-between of all the things you do. Oh my gosh. Great point. Um, and awareness. I mean, that's basically what your weight loss is. It's an awareness program and bringing awareness to your current lifestyle and how, um, active you are. Um, I love that guys, if that, this interests you Google it, it's like a real thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. The thing is the TEF, which is the thermal effect of food. Did you know that you burn calories while you're eating? True story. Good, good. These, I mean, we're really bringing some really positive uh, points here. They're going to love us. Um, so you so are going to, yeah, your food digestion will uh, burn calories. Um, and interesting enough, this is why sometimes when people have been losing weight for a while and they feel like they're doing everything the same as what they've been doing before, um, and their weight loss slows down. Well, if you're eating less, you're, you're burning less calories by digesting your food, but, but that's, 
inevitable like that you can't avoid that um but that's just like an interesting thing because sometimes we think that um you know we're at a plateau but it, it's sometimes it's just because you are now burning less calories also people's neat sometimes when they are dieting and the calorie deficit slows down so these are things to consider okay i got off track so um the only thing that you really need to know about the thermal effect of food is that protein takes the most amount of calories to digest. So if you're looking to make an easy change that could make a little difference, my personal recommendation is to try and make sure you eat protein with every meal snack that you eat. The next one is the exercise activity thermogenesis. So remember the NEAT is a non-exercise activity. This one is actually activity, which is like the walking, running, gymming. All of that, though, is just worth 10% of the energy that you burn in a run of a day. And we're giving it so much power and we're letting it run our lives and feel. And the worst part is, is if we don't end up going to the gym or for our walk, the guilt that comes with that makes us eat more and we're not winning at that game. No. Like you're not, not helping your, your, your uh, calorie deficit. No. And I've, I've had those moments before those thoughts before, Oh, well, can't make it to the gym. Might as well stop at McDonald's and get a super sad big Mac meal. Like how is that even make any sense? Absolutely. And okay. So after all of this, for me, I think what, uh, and, and I've been putting that message out so much lately is that, okay, this is what you need to know that 70% of the energy that you burn in a run of a day, you don't really have control over. 70% is just who you are um, and, and just who you are, like your age, your height, your ethnicity, your uh, metabolism, your body composition, your whatever. Now, body composition, you can change that, but that's a lot of work and that's not where you would probably start if you're just starting your journey. Where I'm going with this is that you only really have, you can only really have make a big effect or change in the 30%, the neat, uh, the way you eat, if you eat more protein and also exercise. But listen to this guys, you have 100%, 100% control over the energy that comes in. 100%, no one's strapping you on a chair and feeding you at any time during the day. Okay. So that means that, you know, when you say metabolism or you say age or you say conditions or whatever, those things do not take away your control on what you eat. Yes, they take away your control on your BMR. I understand that, but they do not take away your control on what you consume. And I think that's where the, the problem quote unquote lies with people and, and, and finding those reasons why it is harder to figure out how to bring my body in a deficit because of these things, but you still have 100% control of what you put in your mouth. doesn't matter your condition, your age or whatever you have control over that. Absolutely. And all too often we are hyper-focused on the pieces of this puzzle that we don't have control over. Um, we just need to look at what we do. And do you know what guys, we had a real amazing moment with the people watching bootcamp where they were like, okay, you know, we, we, we gave it an analogy. All of us have baggage. Okay. That we bring to the calorie deficit party. We all have a suitcase. Some of us have age in there. Some of us have, um, genetics. Some of us have a vagina and all of those things play a part in how many calories we burn in the run of a day. However, 
if we want to achieve fat loss, calorie deficit is still the answer. And let's just focus on what we can focus on. Absolutely. Like, and what you can focus on, it's still like, and like I said, you go to the doctor's office. He tells you, you have a certain condition. He says, it's going to be, you know, harder for you to lose weight, whatever. He's not taking away the control you have over what you, what you eat. Like he, so he is like, he is telling you, you know what, like your BMR, because you're, you know, a little bit mature and you're short and you don't weigh a lot. Well, you don't burn a lot just being you. Okay. But he's not taking away the fact that you can eat more fruit and veggies and protein and take care of your health because you want to be healthy and you want to feel good. Like guys. Okay. Yeah. Let's just, sorry. I just want to add on to that. So, you know, let's also value what we're doing for above and beyond just weight loss. Like, yes. like you said, like, let's just imagine if, you know, and also like maybe you can only, or you're, you will only lose 10, 20 pounds. Do you know how much better you could feel by only losing that much? You know, really try and not look at the mountain, really try and not look at like this end dream goal and, oh, I'll never get there because of X, Y, and Z say, imagine how much better I would feel if I was moving a little bit more, if I was nourishing my body, if I had, was carrying a little bit less extra weight every day around my daily life, that is going to set you up for success. Do we want to like, that was amazing. Um, okay. How will you know if you are in a deficit guys without a deficit, weight loss will not happen. Okay. So that's why the sentence I've been in a deficit, but I'm not losing weight then you are not in a deficit. Your body is not creating a deficit. Now you might think that you are. And, and we're going to talk about like just the, the, the extra bites and just like those things that we forget. Um, we're talking about tracking in a few, like maybe that'll be part three, I think, or part two or whatever. Oh, it's actually next time. Yeah. Part two. Um, so please, please make sure to follow the whole series here. So this is part one, but we're going to get deep into all of the questions that you probably have at this point. Yes, because and people often ask us because we really promote not actually recording every single calorie that you consume. That's important for us to discuss and it's coming up in detail. But people say, well, if you don't write it down, how do you know if you're in a deficit? Which is interesting because you could just just because you record it is no guarantee you're in a deficit. You know, remember that these are a whole lot of estimations on top of a whole lot of estimations. So, you know, if you were going to lose fat, the scale will respond. Some people just aren't waiting long enough. They're like, I'm not losing weight. Well, it's been three days. You know, we need to wait. Like we need to wait like two, three weeks and then we can declare, okay, the lifestyle I am living right now is not putting me in a calorie deficit. And there's one thing I need to mention to you guys that I think was important is often people come to us and they're like, okay, I'm ready to lose weight. Often these people have actually been quite slowly, but gradually gaining weight. So I would love for you to look at yourself in the last year. So the last year in 2020, did you gain any weight? If the answer is yes, your lifestyle was actually creating a calorie surplus. So before we make changes to get ourselves to a calorie deficit, we need to make changes from calorie surplus to calorie maintenance to calorie deficit. So we have a ways to go. We have some changes to make. We have a lifestyle that we need to tweak 
Yeah. We have to like make those, we have to create a lifestyle. Like, first of all, your lifestyle, like Alicia said, if you've gained 20 pounds in the pandemic, okay, let's say, so this last year you've gained 20 pounds, you've gained 20 pounds because you've been slowly in a surplus. So that's your lifestyle. Your lifestyle is putting you in a surplus on average. So you've been slowly gaining weight. Then you tweak your lifestyle and you're eating less less calories than before and you know it, right? And you're like, why am I not melting? Well, it's just because you have created, you are consuming less, but you're now at a point where you're no longer gaining. And let's value that as well. Let's yes. live there as well. I actually did a live on that on our community group this morning. What about not gaining? How about we stopped gaining five pounds a year and in 10 years, we look back and holy crap, I've gained 50 pounds in 10 years. And then we, we use this thing that we say, oh, well, I'm no longer 30 or I'm no longer 20. Nope. You just really ignored the fact that you were slowly gaining and it wasn't a lot. So you didn't really recognize, but you need to put things in place and a certain lifestyle to stop gaining. Like that is a certain lifestyle. And then once you've like been there. You're like, well, haven't gained weight in about four or five months. I'm rocking this thing. Now I'm going to tweak a little bit more to start creating a deficit. Um, I think that's the best way to do it, especially if you have gained weight in this last year, you have work to do with your mindset and adjusting your lifestyle. Like you have kind of to be able to go from gaining weight to losing weight, that could be a too much of a big change in your lifestyle for now. So let's go from gaining to maintaining and then maintaining to losing. And it'll feel way better for you as well, like more sustainable. Oh my gosh. And yes. And as I'm listening to you, I know that this is the way that people struggle to give it the time to do it that way. And however, people are constantly willing to try the next unsustainable diet and just continue that cycle for years. However, are not willing to put in the time up front to do it the right way, right from the beginning, knowing the right way is going to take years. It's, it's all very interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, this morning in my live, I'm like, why is it all about, I'm either on this weight loss diet journey, or I'm just living my life. Well, you know, that living your life could be gaining weight. So how about you live your life while being so aware of where you've been, where you're going and, and keep, keep that transparency going because you can't just be transparent when you're on a weight loss journey. You need to also be transparent when you're maintaining like you. And I said, you need to have things in place to stop gaining. Like that is step one. We all, right. we are very all or nothing and it's either we're losing weight or we're gaining weight. And why can't it just be some, some happy medium in the, in between? Um, okay. Do we want to talk about not eating enough? I mean, quickly, I, think okay, we need to I, I, I really want the focus to be like, what is a calorie deficit right now? And I think that's okay. great, but we can certainly talk about eating too little. So I, it's really important to us. And the reason why we need to say this is because we get this often people. And this has been a myth that has been, you know, pushed out there into the fitness, health, weight loss world, that if you don't eat enough, your body will go into starvation mode and you will not lose weight. Here's the thing. You cannot eat enough for sustainability, for happiness, for your health. However, your body and your metabolic adaptation will happen. You will burn if you eat a thousand calories every day. Yes, your, it will slow down. However, if you are in a calorie deficit, you will still lose weight. There are studies done. I mean, look at people in, in third world countries. They are not all overweight. They are very much underweight. So what often happens is people 
don't eat enough. And I'm doing in quotations from Monday to Thursday, they feel deprived, they feel cranky, and then they give her for three days and they under underestimate, they don't realize that they are actually consuming thousands of calories on the weekend. And but they're just remembering how they felt on Monday. Yeah, exactly. And when that average comes around, you're actually not losing. And maybe you're not even gaining. You're like, how am I? I'm stuck. I'm on a plateau. And what happens is your body's telling you on average, you are eating as much as you are burning, girl. It's telling you. Um, and so obviously we would never recommend a low calorie diet. Like that's not what we're saying. There is that range. So that's coming up to, uh, uh, obviously in the next few days of like, okay, there is a range. A calorie deficit is a range. It's not a perfect number. So we can't wait to dig into that. But Alicia's right. Like it is so important that we have that conversation with you that you cannot eat too, like you cannot be too much in a deficit for fat loss. If you're in a deficit, you will keep losing weight, but there are limits to you. When you keep doing that, there's two things. Like she said, um, um, the ad adaptation, your body just all of a sudden you get so thin that like you burn so little just being you. So you're no longer in a deficit. That's why you're not going to keep losing, but it's not, it's just, that's not what we're doing. Like this is not the goal. And also the next piece is you're forgetting your weekends. You're forgetting the bites. You're tracking improperly and you are not in a deficit and you are not just eating in quote 1200 calories you are not and we're going to get into more detail in that in in the next couple of episodes but we just really needed you guys to realize that this is possible for you yes. and that calorie deficit is the way that every human being no matter what baggage you bring to the party every human being is going to lose weight through a calorie deficit so let's accept our baggage and just look forward and make a plan for ourselves and when i think about what we do at your weight loss i'm like okay it's one thing to know that a body a human body loses weight by being in a calorie deficit but there is a smart way to attack this new knowledge right? Yes. So I think that like, there's that piece of like, you can't just be like, okay, I know I need to eat little, like, don't be that person. That's not no. what we're saying. That's not what we're doing. We're giving you information and then you got to be smart about it. And you got to, you know, look into your happiness and values and blah, blah, blah. All the things we're going to talk about. Part four is how do you create a calorie deficit in your life? So make sure to please follow all of this, I guess, series on calorie deficit. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, you can find us on all the platforms, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram under Your Way Weight Loss, or um, find us online at yourwayrsupport.com. Bye, Leash. See you guys.